Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Don't, don't, don't think that, you know, your eyes are deceiving you. It is actually all three of us. All three of us are on the pod finally back together again after seeing all each other at the London Games. We are back. Andrew Adam back to join me. Lots of NFL talk today for the old fan, the new fan and the UK fan. All things happening here at the Franchise Tag Podcast. And what a great weekend of NFL we've just had. Um, you know how the show goes. Going to be bring, each bringing a point to the table and discussing it. Um, thank you again for your continued support with uh, our YouTube stuff and everything else. And it was great to see some of you guys down at the NFL London Games as well, even though it feels like they were ages ago now. But we still hold that them days dear to our hearts. There were such such good days, and there'll be such good days happening in 2022 as well. And I'm sure, and maybe we might go international. You never know if there's a German game. You might see the franchise tag going overseas. You never, you never know in these times. Only Germany. Um, Not you yeah. don't fancy America then? No, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could go to. We could do all three. We could do a London game, you, German game, Mexico. You, and you ruined it with Mexico, didn't you? <laughs> oh well. <yeah. laughs> and it's not like Andrew's got a wedding to pay for or anything like that next year or anything like oh. that. So we could do the franchise tag pod from the wedding. Oh, we are free. <laughs> franchise tag pod on the aisle. That would be uh, quite a podcast to go out. I'm sure uh, Andrew Cotton would be thrilled about that one. Um, anyway, anyway, more onto NFL stuff. Um, for all your NFL betting these check out our affiliate star sports betting they are linked in our bio on all social media for all your nfl betting this year and for tips that adam is giving out as well on our social media check them out you also go to star sports bets and use them recommendations try maybe win yourself some money again we take no uh, responsibility for how much money you spend or if you win or you lose. It is just recommendations that Adam gives us. Um, speaking of what Adam gives us, Adam, you are back. Uh, we are back all together again. What is the point you are bringing to the table this week, my man? I actually found this week quite hard to come up with something. Um, the reason being is... I, I kind of felt, especially with all the buys as well, I kind of felt like we had a a lot of continuation of what's already happened. Um, you know, I'd already spoken about the Bengals and how positive feel about them. And obviously that carried on. The problems with the Chiefs was, not, you know, something that we brought up again. So yeah, I found it quite difficult. And in the end, I, I went for one that, had I been on last week, I probably would have mentioned it. But um, we're going for the the Raiders this week, and um, this is uh, you know just I've I've got a bit of a I seem to have got a bit of a reputation again <laughs> that I dislike the Raiders, which isn't isn't true. It's not that I have a problem with the Raiders. I had more of a problem with John Gruden and the way that he coached and and how he was. So. I feel like I've uh, been a bit harshly treated with a few comments that I've had. Um, but I actually think that the Raiders, when I when I looked into it and considering they're five and two now, have a very strong chance of, of making it to the not only the playoffs, but potentially winning that division. Um, when I was having a quick look at the odds, they're still... Uh, third in the betting to win the division you know they're they're three to one so the bookies have still got um they got the Chargers favorites which I think is probably fair now and uh and they've still got the Chiefs ahead of them 
And when I had a look at who they've got left to play, I I kind of felt like they've they've got some decent games that they could win. They've got Washington at home. They've got the Broncos at home. The Giants away. That's a nice, easy victory, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, they've got the Chiefs at home and away. I mean, they won one, lost one last year, and they look better this year, and the Chiefs don't look anywhere near as good. Um you know, the Browns have got injuries, so that's another away game. It's I'm not saying that they're gonna go crazy and take like, you know, 13, 14 wins. But I do feel that they have certainly the potential to make the playoffs. And possibly if the Chiefs continue to struggle in the way that they are, that they have the potential to go on and win it. And I feel when I looked into it, actually Derek Carr, me and Andrew spoke a little bit about Derek Carr um, on the preview show on Sunday. You know, we all thought before he got that really bad injury, it was how, you know, he was really good. And we all thought that he was one of the best in the league. Um, And I feel like he's starting to come back to that. But I, what, Although he's doing well, the offense has improved since Gruden has gone. It's the two highest scoring games since Gruden's gone. I think they've brought in, or they, they've replaced him and they've put in uh, Rich Basica, who was the assistant head coach anyway. It hasn't really affected the offensive coordinator positions or defensive coordinator positions. So I think that's all pretty much stayed the same. But one notable difference that has happened with them this season is the defense has improved a lot and last year they finished as the 30th ranked team in the division this year currently they're the 16th so they're not amazing but it's been a big improvement (coughs) compared to where they were i feel that now that gruden has gone and the way that he's gone as well has all kind of almost created a bit of a mentality there I think they feel like he's what he's done is wrong, but I think that they feel like he's been picked on a little bit because there's all these other emails that haven't been released, but conveniently them ones have. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a siege mentality, which is something which is only going to, you know, be good for them as a team. It's something that has happened for decades in sports franchises where they get that siege mentality and although it might not be right they feel that they've been wronged a little bit so i think when you put all them things together you kind of feel like actually they do have the potential to go to the playoffs and potentially win this win this division considering how how poor the the other teams have been i mean the broncos just aren't really much they've got an okay defense but offensively teddy bridgewater has a limit um the Chargers are the team that look like they're going to do well out of anybody um but even they on occasion have a few mishaps here and there and then the chiefs are just really struggling and you know that defense is really suffering but also as we saw on on sunday just gone that offense can't do everything all the time mm. so 
yeah I, I kind of feel like they have the ability to uh you know to to do well this year they've stuck to the game plan i think we've said this on either either this year or maybe years gone by before you guys were on the podcast where i've spoken about the raiders is teams in them situations of new coach of getting some big name talent in via the draft and stuff like that you then want to see the natural progression you want to see the improvement year on year you, it might it's never going to happen overnight but these teams need to gradually progress. And we, I think we did say something last week, uh, me and Andrew did, about teams that we thought were going to be good this year. And all of them have done the same thing, had that natural progression. The Panthers, the Broncos, um, teams like that. We, we were saying that we thought they were going to be the Cardinals as well. But, but they've all had a natural progression. Now, with the Broncos and Panthers, it seems to be petering out a little bit. And it seems that we can very much obviously see what is wrong with both them teams at the moment. With the Cardinals, it is... The, this snowball that is rolling. However, it feels a little bit Steelers-esque to me of last year with the Cardinals. Um, but with the Raiders, it, they have... The criticism of signing John Gruden was the 10-year thing, was it was a long time and a lot of money. And was Gruden going to be able to have a plan that could last for 10 years? Now, the things have happened with Gruden. He's gone, rightfully so. But that progression it, it has been happening under him. And he's going to continue. And you're very right, Adam, in that sort of siege mentality. Of Raiders, I remember going to um, the Raiders pub at the Admiralty that is in Trafalgar Square, which is the home team's pub when the Good London game's on. The Raiders played the Bears. It was the first Spurs game. And I chatted to a few Raiders fans and a few UK and a few US. And the resounding thing I got from a lot of them was, we don't watch anything else. We watch the Raiders. Like I talk, tried to talk to them about, well, this team and this team and this team and this thing. And they were like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're that good. I, I only watch the Raiders because that's what that fan base is. It's always been Raiders v everyone else. It's us against the world, and we'll punch you in the mouth for it because they are a, a they are a team that do that. They're a team that has that history of being rough and tumble and ready to go and ruthless. And Gruden going, you're right with that siege mentality of going like, well, you can take our head coach away. does not mean that this train isn't going to stop because we're going forward and we can go forward. And they've had problems. Josh Jacobs came off injured in the last game. Me and Andrew were talking about that before the show due to him being on Andrew's fantasy team. They have had injuries in places, but they've had players that were nobodies that have come into Max Crosby being the one, one of them. One of these players who... I remember watching Hard Knocks and he was on the cusp of will he, won't he? He played a game where he he, he, dis, he completely shattered every bone in his hand and typed his hand together in like a club and carried on playing because he knew that was the only opportunity he would get to break into the NFL. And now, conversation for a top 10 edge rusher? I, I feel, I think that's, you could have the conversation of that. There's some bigger names out there for sure. But as a young pass rusher, Max Crosby's fantastic. Yannick Gakwe seems to be working, even though that wasn't working anywhere. That seems to be working there. De Derek Carr, an underrated quarterback, can do the job. Henry Ruggs is starting to look like more of the Henry Ruggs that we saw at college and has really come into his own. Darren Waller, they have been without him, um, but he's still just a threat. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. The criticism of the last few years is it's been Darren Waller-centric. It's been a Darren Waller -centric. Which is not bad because Tennessee is Derek Henry centric, Green Bay is Devontae Adams centric. They, they, they are centric teams around them players, which is fine. 
But this year, that's taken a step up. You've seen Hunter Renfro really take a step up. Henry Ruggs really takes a step up. Brian Edwards does good work in, in where he can. Um, Foster Moreau um, has been very good as the tight end when he's needed to be. For a team that we thought where their offensive line was completely gutted and remade, we thought this team would be a nothing team this year. And this defence wasn't going to be any good. And yet, the train's still rolling with or without Gruden. Um, I think they can make the playoffs. I think that's it, though. I think a wild card spot's it. But as a Raider fan, that's a positive year for me. That would be a positive year. It's then what you do the next offseason to improve on that. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think that the the playoffs is very makeable and winning the division is a possibility. Mm. But it, it, I think it will take the Chargers to falter a little bit in order for that to happen. It could take some injuries. You know, yeah. we've seen these injuries on like, people going on IR. It only, Chargers only need to lose a Keenan Allen or a Mike Williams or even one of their O-linemen. You know, I, I would hate to see it, but Rashawn Slater goes down, who is been offensive linemen won't get don't get much credit let alone rookie offensive linemen but Rashawn Slate has been phenomenal this year for the Chargers but if one of them goes down it could it's it's what we've said about the Chargers me and Andrew anyway in private conversations I've said on here a lot of the times that team without Derwin James is just he's been injured so much over the past few years and I always say I, I feel like he's the key he's the driving force he doesn't always have to play that well but there is this connection of when he plays, they play well. And he's not, he's missed two seasons pretty much the whole of the last two seasons. And he's playing this year and he's playing at an okay level. But the, the Chargers, uh, they are the front runner for that division now. I, I, I believe in Justin Herbert and, and that team a lot more than the Raiders. But that does not take away from the Raiders and the success that they're having this year. Yeah, I mean, I've got to agree with both of what you're saying. Um, I know I briefly touched on it uh, in the preview show when me and Adam were talking about this, that uh, now John Gruden has gone. Um, you know, it's a good point to talk about Derek Carr. You know, he's he's been there the longest at that organisation. He's been there for eight years. Uh, there's no one been there longer than him, I don't think, at that organisation. There's been a lot of people go in and out the door. And one of the, the things that everyone's always said every single year about Derek Carr is he's got a great football mind uh, and he knows the game really well. You know, the question marks have been about his arm uh, more than anything, not about the way he knows the game. And I think now that John Gruden's gone, he can put the the team on his back and he can now start calling <laughs> some plays and running the offense more himself. And I think that really shows with the scores that they've had in the last two games. Uh, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that going forward, especially when you look at the game they've just played they played it without Darren Waller. They played it with Josh Jacobs leaving after the first quarter. They played it like, you know, he's he's losing pieces and still playing well. You know, when we look at the the Browns, for instance, when they lose a Jarvis Landry or a Nick Chubb or something like that, it all seems to fall apart a little bit. You know, Baker Mayfield's not got it up there. You know, it all has to be perfect for it to work there. Whereas I think Derek Carr, eight years, knows the game. And he's just playing nice football. I think that's enough for them. They've already had a good enough start to the season now. Five wins already. I think you're, you're already halfway there, mm. like we've, we've said, to, to being in the playoffs. Um, and you only need to be uh, playing well and getting hot going into the playoffs to, to maybe have a, a go at the playoffs. I mean, you know, there, there's Washington did it uh, last year, didn't they? They scraped through to the playoffs and then they 
no one thought they'd do anything, but they had a good good shot at it. Uh, so I think um, the team that you've got in the in the Raiders is slightly better than that. So I wouldn't write them off just yet of just being a one and done team in the playoffs. Um, I quite like the little bit of pieces they've got. And as you both said, the defense has really stepped up this year, which is a massive help to to Derek Carr pushing the ball forward as well. So yeah, fully agree with you both on that. Can I just quickly ask, I know it's not so much the Raiders, but more Derek Carr. He is only 30 years old. There's a lot of teams out there that are, you know, desperately going to be looking for a, a solid, decent quarterback. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you would go and spend loads on him. And I'm not saying that the Raiders are necessarily going to give him away cheaply. But you do sort of think to yourself, there are teams like the Steelers who have got, you know, Big Ben is clearly coming to the end. There's not a lot behind him. They've taken a bit of a punt on Dwayne Haskins. It's not really done a lot. Mason Rudolph has played a bit. They like him, but it's not really done a lot. I mean, you do feel like someone like Derek Carr is someone that more teams should be looking at. There, He was rumoured. There was rumours before the draft this year that he, mm. that he, he was being shocked because John Gruden... Anyway, to, to the media or to the NFL fan, I has never been a fan. Yeah. He's never been a fan. In fact, I it wasn't last draft. It was the draft before because he was big. Gruden was rumored to be big on tour, and so it, it, it that's maybe you know maybe there's a little bit of Derek Carr now going. You know what? Gruden's out the building. He never believed in me. He never wanted to keep me here. I've yeah. been here the longest. I'm going to show him what I can do for this team and by cook or anything, I'll, I will drag this team to a playoff and any given Sunday, just win baby mentality. They could go and they could go and win, win a game in the playoffs. Um, Andrew, we'll move on to your point after all that discussion about the Raiders. What are your, you bringing to the table? Yeah, apparently some amusement on my topic from you guys. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear about that in a bit. We'll reveal it. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to, you know, it's the same with Adam, you know, you, you, I don't want to be going over the same topics over and over again. I'm seeing a lot of people talking about the Chiefs and the Browns this week. And I just thought, you know what, you've already heard that. What else is there? And uh, we spoke about this again. It's come from the preview show. Um, we both said the Panthers were going to win this week quite comfortably. We thought they were two steps ahead of the Giants in where they are in as a franchise and where they are in going forward as a team. Um, and again, we just didn't really see that happen. Uh, it was almost embarrassing, I think, for the Panthers. And we've seen Sam Darnold yet again really, really struggle and um, not really manage to put the team on his back uh, and carry them and he's, you know, we've already always, the question marks were going to be around Darnold going in for the Panthers this season. Um, and he started off really well, you know, uh, the team went 3-0. and I know they were against the Jets, the Saints and the Texans. Um, but when you look at what he was doing, it was, you know, three, three throwing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns and one interception. And the last four games were, and it, well, I think he had a passer rating of 100 or around 100 in all three of those games. And then the last four games, it's just sort of all gone to pieces. You know, it's 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 three throwing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, but six interceptions. He's gone back to his old bad habits. 
Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, you know, it's because Christian McCaffrey's out, um, you know, so he's not got that help in the run game. But when you look at Chuba Hubbard's stats uh, and what he's doing in the in rushing and catching, I'm you know, right. his stats are there. He's had 60 yards in one game, 101 in another, a couple of 50-yard games. He's had in 30 to 40 yards a game in catching. Um, and they, they really said when they went into the Giants game, we're going to support um, Darnold by using more of the run game. And I think they only had, I think Chuba Hubbard had 12 rushes. So they didn't really give him that support. He's had a passer rating of sort of in the, in the 50s uh, of the last three games. Um, and I'm just really not sure how they move forward because when we were talking about teams uh, sort of getting hot and like progressing, this is a team that's gone the other way. They've started off well and then now tailed off. So, you know, you've got a lot of teams getting a bit of momentum. Uh, I thought the Giants game was the perfect game for them to really stable where they are because they've got a nice run of games coming up. They've got the Falcons this week. I feel going into that game, if you beat the Giants, you're rolling the Falcons. But the Falcons have come off of two two back-to-back wins. And I just think the Panthers have now got so many question marks about them. They're really going to struggle in that game as well, I think. Um, and now you're even talking about them being thrown in the Deshaun Watson, like rumours again. Are they going to bail on Darnold now? He got benched in the game. I'm not sure whether that was necessarily, you know, we're benching him and that's the way forward. I think it's just there was nothing to gain from that game. I think when you really drill down to it even more, you know, a lot of other people that I'm seeing when they're talking about the Panthers are saying that that defence that everyone was so happy about, you know, we we both spoke about, we all spoke about it uh, pre-season about how impressed we were with it and the pieces they'd added in, in the draft. Um, I don't think you can really blame them because they're on the field for 75% of the game. Um, and when you look at when the Panthers are struggling, I've had a look uh, prior to coming on here, it's all second half. You know, that defence is obviously getting tired and that's when the wheels are coming off because they look like they're in games in the first quarter, second quarter. They are very close, very tight. They're not put many points on the board, but the, the defence are keeping them in it. And then third quarter, fourth quarter, it just seems to, to fall fall apart. So um, my question to you guys is what what's next for the Panthers because I don't think they can rebuild. I don't think you can have another year rebuilding. Um, do you think Sam Darnold can snap out of this slump? Do you stick with him? Do you? I think Matt Rules uh, and Joe um, Brady are, are both good at what they do. So, you know, what what's the answer at the Panthers? And are we just going to see more of uh, Sam Darnold throwing interceptions? So, I, I sorry, Adam, I'll, I'll start with maybe why we were laughing. Uh, this is probably what we we put, we should have saved this for the fantasy show, but I cannot make the fantasy show this week. But um, last week, I want, I tried to get Michael Carter from the Jets off the wave wires. However, Adam got him, which was to the ridicule of you guys on um, the fantasy show, but I picked up Dimitri Felton. Um, I picked him up because I wanted Michael Carter and he was my number two. So just these way the waves, that's how it works. I then tried to orchestrate a trade with Adam um, of Sam Darnold. Where he wanted Sam Darnold for Michael Carter. And I said, 
I, I'm sorry. I think Darnold is is worth too much. I think he's worth more than Michael Carter is really, and I'm not that desperate. I just would like it in a I've one written, quarterback league. I'm in a one quarterback one league, admittedly. But you are struggling for quarterback, so let's put it that way. And Darnold has been okay. Well, not anymore due to a new trade you've done. <laughs> <laughs> However, this weekend happened, so I tried to do the deal again. Uh, but Adam wisely said. Absolutely not. After the weekend that's just gone by, after what how Michael Carter performed and how Sam Donald performed, which I can't blame him. I did it to be a swine. I did it to be trying, you know, trade baiting. But he he's too wise for it. However, he has now made. I'm sure in the fantasy show you're going to be talking about Adam's trade, so we won't talk about that. Um, I was such a supporter of Sam Donald going to the Panthers. I really liked it. I thought Pat Donald going to a stable organization with a good head coach under Matt Rule, because I do think Matt Rule's a good head coach, and I think Joe Brady's an excellent offensive coordinator. With a team like this, with Robbie Anderson, his old teammate, DJ Moore, CMC, um, uh, and this defence that we enjoyed so much at the start of the year, and the names they've brought in, and the names that they're still bringing in. I mean, let's not forget, they've just traded for Stefan Gilmore, and he should be, I think he's starting next weekend. So this defence could be really still improve with Gilmore there. Again, though, with the stats that you're saying, Andrew, they're just knackered by the time we get to the second half. I wanted Darnold to succeed so much, but I just don't think this is working. I'm not bailing out just yet on Darnold. I think Darnold will work in the right situation somewhere. My issue is there is a quarterback in Houston with days away from wanting to go. You don't have to get rid of Darnold. You could trade... Sam for Deshaun Watson and keep Sam Darnold. And this is where this might shock you because it was talked about this offseason and everyone said it's mad. But I've had a little bit of a think about it. I'd, I'd include CMC in the deal. I think Christian McCaffrey, I think he is on his day a top three running back in this league. He is instrumental to the Panthers. But if you brought Deshaun Watson in and used Picks and Christian McCaffrey, I think you get the better end of the deal because I feel like McCaffrey is not staying fit enough. It's been two, two, three years now. He's not stayed on the field. He's not fit enough. He's get he's not getting to the tail end of his career. Of course, he's not. He's he's probably getting to the peak, if anything. But running backs are are, are fairly easy to get these days, good ones, and they have a very short shelf life. A 25-year-old Deshaun Watson that you could get in this year, but you don't even have to play this year, given his circumstances for happening outside of the NFL. This could be something that could really push them forward. Um, controversial, I know, wanting to trade Christian McCaffrey, and it was talked about in February of this year. I remember there was discussions about the Broncos, the Panthers, the Dolphins, all wanting to go for Deshaun Watson, and people said about first-round picks of Christian McCaffrey, and how dare you trade Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey the last two, three years has not stayed fit, not stayed healthy. And I like Chubba Hubbard. Not that Chubba Hubbard is a Christian McCaffrey replace, is in the same league. But I do think running backs now are a lot easier to get than they have ever been. Um, I would go and get to Sean Watson and 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 try and risk it all with him. Uh, I'm not out on Donald. I just think Donald needs the right situation. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, that that's my dramatic change of what I would do I think um the owner David Tepper has made 
no secrets about the fact that he wants a franchise quarterback. Um, so because of that, you could see why he would go for Deshaun Watson. It, it kind of, you know, to a certain degree, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand why you would potentially put McCaffrey in there. I don't think it's necessarily that shocking now, given the fact that you've got another season where basically you're not getting a lot from him because he's not playing. Mm. Um, but he is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback when he's fit, uh, sorry, running back. So you do, you do feel it would be a, a slightly strange move, but I can, I could understand it from the owner's point of view who wants to, you know, do that. Um, when it comes to Donald, I don't really know what that situation is. That, that that's where I'm a little bit confused. I, I don't I don't quite know I don't quite know what um what the situation's gonna be where he's gonna be okay because he's shown with the poor O line that he's not very good and then he's shown with a a better O line that he's struggling as well and i think that that's that's the problem i don't i don't quite know where that's going to go so i think it's, it's going to be very difficult for him to find a place that he's actually going to succeed in i mean in I, the reason i wanted him in the fantasy league is because he's he's got some games coming up that are actually like in theory not too difficult but I don't know I mean against the Giants he was against one of the teams that have like really struggled this year due to injuries and he, he just, just couldn't do anything thing and it's a it's a shame because i think everyone wanted him to succeed but unfortunately i just uh i don't think it's going to happen okay so a weird little edit that we've had to do unfortunately adam's uh camera and mike uh sort of well just stop working so uh we got his point and then it all went uh all went to pot so we've edited out uh you know the transaction that we did there and now it's just me and andrew to close out the show but no problem it's okay you know these things happen it's what amateur podcasting is all about in it a bit mm -hmm. of fun and a bit of uh a bit of craziness every now and then um but to answer adam's point andrew um if you if you'd like to carry on yeah it was more um the point that you picked up on um because prior to it when i've made these notes and points i thought that deshaun watson wasn't the correct way forward for them and i didn't overly think the the quarterback class coming out of college has really stepped up enough for them to have another roll of the dice and start again there but when you talk about putting christian because the reason i said no to the the sean watson trade was i thought they'd have to give up too much for him and they mm. are moving forwards um but when you talk about putting christian mccaffrey in there it makes a lot more sense because you could pick up a marlon mack and mm. uh, a ronald jones with chubba hubbard you know, and a Sean Watson. And I don't, I think if you're putting 
uh, Christian McCaffrey in that deal, surely you're not giving up really anything. That's like a an almost like for like swap in in a way. Yeah. So um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'd be really interested. Uh, maybe they should start listening to our podcast and uh, <laughs> start thinking about doing that. I think I I think the thing is with them is they could give up a few first round picks and still be in a good situation. Like I'd argue outside of the quarterback position, if they got Deshaun Watson in, the only thing I go, oh, that's a bit weak, needs improving, is O-linemen. And you don't need your first round draft picks to get them. So get good ones. Anyway, you don't have to. I mean, there's, you know, many did go, obviously, in the uh, in the draft this year, including Panay Sewell in a very high pick. But to get, there's, there's plenty down the board. I don't think you need, especially when you're, I, since David Tepper has taken over, he's shown that he's aggressive and he's aggressive in making moves. And they've shown that every year and, you know, getting rid of Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera, which wasn't seen as a very popular decision at the time. Um, training for Gilmore, they've, they uh, tra- getting rid of Cam Newton. These things are, were aggressive and were very win now. And I, it wouldn't shock me to see them do something like this again. Um, We'll go on to my point again without Adam, unfortunately, but, um, you know, we'll still discuss it between us, um, Andrew. Um, I'm bringing to the table, is it finally time that Cooper Cup is taking the crown as the best wide receiver in the NFL? Because he is putting a very good case for it and has been for a few years. Um, this year, seven games. I mean, he's first in the league in nearly every category for a wide receiver. Um, he in targets, in receptions, in yards, in touchdowns, in first downs, receiving as well, in re- receiving um, receptions per game. Sorry, yards per game. Um, he's also had zero fumbles as well. He's just come off of a game against the Lions. He was 10 for 13, 156 yards, two touchdowns. We talk about when we talk about the best wide receivers in the league. It's always Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. That is always tends to be the main guys that are talked about now. Now, they have a good back catalogue, I do admit, of being very elite and being fantastic for their teams. But Cooper Cup has been going about his business quietly for a very long time now and been very solid. It is only this year that he's now taken that step up, I think, to being, I think, the best wide receiver in the NFL currently. Um he goes about his business quietly. He constantly keeps them in the game. He doesn't do some of the flashy things that maybe Hopkins does or, or Adams does. But he is, and he's not a guy necessarily that gets downfield like Diggs does as well or Hopkins. But every time he has the ball in his hands, he makes the yards. It, the first downs is the one that I think is very important in, in all that. Aside from the yards and the touchdowns, he's 37 in first down receiving, which is first in the NFL. He moves you down the field. He doesn't just get the yards and the touchdowns. He progresses the team down the field. And uh, he's, he makes an impact with his catches and his touchdowns. That's what makes him great, at, you know, after getting them first downs. Rams are 6-1 and one at second. They're second in the NFC West now. Um, they're really looking like they could be a, an NFC championship team this year. I, in my opinion, they may be a Super Bowl team. Um, he's only had two games with no touchdowns. That was against the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Divisional games, they are tough. Um, he's broke 100 plus yards in four out of seven games this year, and that was against the Bears, the Colts, the Giants, and the Lions. He did come, he got like 98 and 92 against the Bucks and the Seahawks. So, I, you know, we could call them 100 yard games if you wanted to. So, 
it could be really six games out of the seven games that he's got that. Um, he's, he's making history uh, as well. I mean, I've got some uh, an article up here. Uh, he is the, the fifth player to ever post four to two touchdown games in the fir- in team's first seven contests of a season. Um, Randy Moss, Bobby Mitchell, Steve Watson are also in there as well. Oh, and also Calvin Johnson. Um, he's, he's with four games, two touchdowns, is already close to breaching a historic level. Only 21 times before as a player had at least two touchdowns five times in a season. Randy Moss did that three times, including the record of eight touchdown two eight two touchdown games in 2007. Um, 56 receptions tied for the 13th most ever through seven games. Um, he means it's uh, seven of the top 40 starts to a season all time belong to Rams wide receivers. Uh, after uh, it was the catches, oh, it was the receptions of doing that. Um, this guy is just going off. I mean, the question I would like to pose is. Is this a Matt Stafford effect or is this a lack of run game effect? Is Why is he now getting reaching up to this level? For a 2017 third round pick, he has a career 344 receptions, 4,379 yards, 33 touchdowns. This will be his best year ever. That's a guarantee. His best year ever was 2019, 94 receptions, 1,161 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, well, he's already a touchdown, he's already a touchdown away from breaking that. He's only, what, 300 yards off breaking that. Admittedly, receptions-wise, he's got um, he's got a way to go. But I think he will do it in a, in a less amount of receptions, I think, personally. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not... He's not the flashy guy like Devontae Adams, Diggs or Hopkins is. But is it finally time that he's in the conversation now for the best wide receiver in the league? Yeah, I think definitely by by the end of this season, if he stays healthy through it all, he, he's finally got the chance to be in that conversation. I think the only reason he hasn't been in that conversation uh, of the last sort of what he's been in the league since 2017 is because he's not stayed healthy for a single season yet. I think what he played mm. in his rookie year, uh, he had what played in 15 games, but only started six. Uh, 2018, only played eight, eight games. Yeah. Um, you know, 2019, although played 16, with it was his best year. He only started 14 because mm-hmm. of the fact there was injury worries uh, through the season. And then last year, uh, it, it was 12 games. I think he actually fully played uh, and started. So I think the issue we're seeing is uh, when we talk about who is the best wide receiver in the game, when we look at um, DeAndre Hopkins, when we look at uh, Julio Jones and Devontae Adams and people like that, they're consistent every single year. They stay healthy mm. all year. They are, you know, they're reliable 24-7. I think it's more the reliability factor um, when you're talking about who is the best. But I think if he's he, he's always, every year, everyone's kind of like, wow, Cooper Cup's just, you know, even when you're looking at it as a, as a fancy perspective, you know, he's, you, no one has ever gone full, hard on him in fantasy because of this reason Hmm. you you just can't rely on him fully to be the number one you know they've got robert woods van jefferson higby uh people like that and in their team uh which can step up for the times that he's missed but you know going forward has a healthy year continues with the numbers that he's got if he does it again next year i think he will be saying you know, he'll be in the conversation. He needs a full year 
a proper full year stats and then a following and then back it up with a following year coming out and doing the same and he'll be in that conversation but you know he is an incredible talent when he is on the field um and he's going to make that next step i think so um yeah i'm confident he'll be in the conversation uh by the end of the year and going into next year uh it took Diggs a little while to get into that conversation you know he's, he's been around the league a little while and at the vikings you know, it wasn't till his last couple of years with the Vikings, maybe last year with the Vikings, we really went, oh, oh yeah, and now he's at the Bills and he's mm. and people are going, you know, he's one of the best in the league. And it took it took him a little while to get to that point. So I think that's where we're at with Cup now. And I think, you know, the next step is he's in the conversation. I think you're right. The next step is consistency for year on year. Um, I, I think today he's the best wide receiver for me. Um, Devontae Adams is a close second. Um, I think they're both in that conversation. I just love th that he just goes about his business. And I also think Devontae Adams is the guy. I don't necessarily see Cooper Cooper Cup as the guy for the Rams. I think he, the Stafford still spreads the ball around, like you said, to Woods, to Higby. Van Jefferson's also getting a lot of looks in there. Sean Jackson on his day has been getting looks. Um, I, I really, I really enjoy watching him, and I've really enjoyed him the last few years. And it has been a shame that he has had injury-ridden injury seasons. Um, hopefully, this is a start of, of a spark of May. He is 28, I do admit, but this could be a spark of, of, of a spark of twilight years of his career, especially now with Matt Stafford, who's such an elite quarterback. is way much of an upgrade from Jared Goff. We could really see these two making an, an incredible tandem for years to come. Um, that's all we've got time for. I know it's been a weird show. Adam was with us. Now Adam's not with us. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You can catch him in on Thursday with Andrew doing the fantasy football show where I'm sure they'll be having a guest on there to talk all fantasy football things, including my trade that tried to happen and including the trade that is probably going to happen unless we decide to veto it, which is definitely very probable. But we'll have to see. Let's, let's, let's wait to the Thursday show for that. We'll also be back with the Sunday preview show. But until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Thursday night game. And we'll see you all very soon.